You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Welcome to season number three and episode number 100 and I do not know. I'm going to guess 147 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Today, recording day is Thursday, June 22nd, 2023. And uh, as you can tell, again, by the sunlight coming in through the drapes, it's a gorgeous day here at the Beaver Lodge. I'm your host, the Eager Beaver, pronouns he, him, he, Mr. Beaver A, and with me, as always, is my dear friend, Mr. Grizzly. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, The Pepper Master, The Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. We have a Thursday morning nibble for you, but before we get anything started, let's say good morning to Mr. Grizzly and ask, how's your mental health doing today, sir? Good morning, Mr. Beaver. Um... I'm uh, uh, a little out of it this morning. I, I didn't get out of bed till 6.30. I did wake up at 5, but I fell back to sleep. And uh, when I woke up, the head was not in a good space. I'm feeling much better now. But, uh, yeah, I was uh, I was in a weird place when I first woke up. Kind of, uh, I don't know, doldrums, dumps, uh, just feeling, you know, the general malaise that goes with depression. Uh, mm. self-loathing, uh, despair, all of that. It's, it's gone now, but it was there when I woke up. So I, I don't know what that means for it to just come and go that quickly. I'm glad it's gone. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird. Just a little you know. dip? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I have no idea. It's, um, 
uh, and last night went sideways. I, I had plans to get, you know, when I get home, let's get the dishes done, let's get some laundry done, do some housework, run that errand, take care of this, take out the recycling. I got home, had something to eat, sat down on the couch. Next thing you know, it was 9.30. <laughs> I'm like, well, there goes that. I'm not starting laundry at 9.30. I think it was because I was up very late the night before. Like, uh, I got home from the concert, and I was wound up, to say the least. So I didn't get to sleep till I don't know, 2 or 3 in the morning or something like that. So, okay, yeah. I think it oh, was wow. just exhaustion. Okay. Which is maybe where that dip came in this morning. I don't know. There's such thing as post-event dip. Yeah, yeah. It's a thing. Yeah, so uh, it really is. Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, well, I didn't get to say anything yesterday, so. Um, <laughs> whoa. Much, yeah. Whoa. Wow. Wow. What a concert. Yeah, it really was. Oh it, was uh, it was something else. She blew my mind. And here's the thing, right? Is I knew she would. Right. I knew she would. I had no doubt about that. But I'd never seen her live. Oh, you'd never seen her live? I'd never seen her live. Oh, so you, that was a real treat for you then. Because, yeah, she's, she's uh, quite the live performer. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know how someone starts belting the way she does. Because, I mean, she belts on Let It Rain. Right, the first song. And then just right. basically belts all night long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing tired in her voice. Nothing tired in her body. How do you do that? There were, what, four standing ovations throughout the show? I've let alone, never you know, been the to encore. a concert that had a standing ovation in the middle of the concert. Not not at a sit down theater, right? I mean, there's you know there's there's no, like a, you know, kind of different when you're at like a festival where you're standing automatically. But yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, I've never seen that before. And, and, and then the like, opening, yeah, oh, she was brilliant. She got a standing O. Yeah, how often does an opening act get a standing ovation? Almost never. Sophia Fracassi. Yes, I think yeah, her name she is. Was, uh, she was quite. She was wow. Yeah. No. Oh. You want to look her up. She was really good. Yeah, especially if you like um uh singer songwriter. Singer songwriters, but uh Chantel Kreviasek. About feelings. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, what did I say? She reminds me of Chantel Kreviasek and then she played uh she did um Leaving on a Jet Plane, which Chantel Kreviasek didn't write, of course. She covered it for uh the, the film Armageddon back in the nineties. And uh, it was a big hit for her too at the time. So yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, great night. Uh, love what they did to the National Arts Center. Love oh, yeah. what they you did. Hadn't been in since the Reno, eh? No, no. Well, well, not that theater, not oh, not okay. sound wise, because the last thing I remember seeing in that theater was Wicked, and f- feeling like the sound was coming from the bottom of a tin can. Yeah, yeah. They, they uh, that spent was. A- Rock concert quality. It was loud, and, but not ear piercing. No, no, not ear piercing. No, no. But definitely, yeah. definitely, like you were enveloped in sound. No doubt. They had, it's a, a D and B Clark Technic uh, uh, line array 
system that they installed. It's state of the art gear, uh, full digital uh, control. So that, and I was point as I was, you know pointing out to you, there's acoustic panels. See, there's cancellation speakers in the ceiling, cancellation speakers here, fill speakers here. Like they spent millions. I think it was two hundred and forty million all told is what they spent. I don't mean I just I mean the whole reno of the theater, right? Yes. The new entranceway, fixing up uh, a lot of facilities. Uh, yeah, they spent two hundred and forty million dollars and and it's been super big of course, you know, <laughs> they spend that money and and reopen in twenty seventeen in time for Canada one fifty and two years two a couple years later the whole world shuts down. So, you know, there was that Yeah. You know yeah. that that you know you can't plan for that. No. <laughs> No. no, but uh, wow, um, whatever it was, money well spent. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, very, yeah. very well spent, and they did a damn good job. Um, so uh, yeah, thanks uh, for going with me. I appreciate that. That oh, was a thanks lot. For thanks for the gift. I mean, that was. Ah. A, I'm like, what do I owe you for the tickets? He goes, early birthday gift. I'm like, oh, I didn't I get you anything. <laughs> I feel- there, there's got to be some perks for working here. <laughs> I'll take it. You know, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, because, you know, I mean, you know, the, i got to do something with the Soros checks. I can't spend it all on myself. Yeah, because I never get mine, right? So, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, a couple of things you talked about uh, yesterday as well. Um, uh, the Brian Mulroney thing. Yeah. They're still steaming about that one. Ooh, that was a little bit out of left field. Of course, yeah. Mulroney's sort of been a little bit all over the place too lately, hasn't he? Yeah, because he did support Aaron O'Toole. Yeah, uh, and then, but did he well, really? Like, again, like I asked the last time, but did he? Yeah, I know. Did he? <laughs> it's, it's it had a feeling. It had a feeling of, hey buddy it's like put the arm around him hey buddy how you doing and the other one just coming in the back and going <laughs> Aaron O'Toole is such a good guy if you want somebody that will take the party in a different direction stop, stop, stop. that's the guy you do <laughs> I don't know did he did he <laughs> well so there was that uh and then we'll, we'll get into some seriousness about skippy in a minute but i i gotta do this art imitating life thing here i don't know if you've seen this so i I'm, probably I'm gonna, have i'm gonna surprise you with this one so this is um on twitter the beaverton pierre poliver vow poliev poliver vows to hold trudeau accountable for taylor swift leaving canada out of tour dates and six hours after that, hey, the Beaverton, is art imitating life or vice versa? Never underestimate the MPs from Alberta. Conservatives really have interesting priorities. And Alberta MP, Matt Jeanroux, or oh, him. Know, yeah, is filing an official grievance with the House of Commons, calling on Taylor Swift to bring her errors to her to Canada. <laughs> oh, my God, we're paying for this. I can't make this shit up. I'm, and the Beaverton, I'm sure they're, they're going to have a follow-up today with, well, we're just going to have to close our doors or something. <laughs> Calcon, take me away. Yeah. I don't, I... So that was the humor, the humor of the morning, because that's just too funny, right? My head hurts. <laughs> 
so here, here, here's where we're now. We got to go dark. Okay. We oh, go great. Dark. Oh, oh, that wasn't dark. Okay. No, that was funny. Dark. This is this is just plain Skippy being Skippy, and and I'm talking about you know Pierre Poliver refuses to bow his head for a moment of silence to recognize National Indigenous oh, Peoples Day and for fallen RCF RCAF pilots. You 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 heard that right? That I heard about. Yeah. So I when I I'd heard about it and I'd read about it, but I didn't have have a chance to watch the video. I watched the video last night from the House of Commons feed. It's like. Oh no, he's being a blatant arsehole. Now there are other people on both sides of the aisle that did not bow their heads, but he just mm-hmm. stared at Trudeau the whole time, which is weird. Does he love the man? The, you know, I keep on hearing Mariah Carey in my head. Why are you so obsessed with me? Oh, oh. Whenever, whenever there's a moment of silence or bow your head or something, he always just stares across the aisle at Justin Trudeau. It's creepy. He does it's it like, all the time. It's like anything woke whatsoever. Just yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't. I I I honestly don't get what makes this guy tick. Because I mean, if word on the tweet is true. He's also a bit of a closet case. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the rumor. It's been floating around for a long time. It's a rumor around. So I'm just, if that is the case, you know, is. Shall we have a welcome party? No, no, but is there anything about him that is authentic? No, absolutely not. Nothing. Zero. Zero. So they've already started their deflection, eh? Do you know what their deflection is? What's the deflection this time? Okay, I'll, I'll show you right now. This is their How deflection. much is it going to hurt? Here's their deflection. Is it, why isn't it showing? Oh, there. It's just taking a second. While attending an anti-poverty convention in New York, Justin Trudeau spent $61,000 on hotel rooms. Nothing says anti-poverty more than expensive hotel rooms funded by taxpayer dollars. Now, this is from the Conservative Party. Okay, it's like just hotels. Oh, the and, and, and they used the picture of him next to Hugh Jackman, but then took Hugh Jackman out, yeah. which is really mm-hmm. interesting because when Hugh Jackman was in the picture, they made a whole stink about that too. Yeah, yeah. So they'll they'll. they'll but that's where that happy look comes from, right? It's not. It's yeah. not. Look, I'm happy. I'm spending sixty one thousand dollars of your money on your hotels. This is. Oh my God, I'm with Hugh Jackman. It's it's Wolverine, right? Right. We go down here. It's just hotels. So the Canadian Prime Minister, where that travels with security detail, the press, staff, etc. Spent how many people? The playbook has filled CBC three times in a row. Looks like the fourth is around the corner. Lost a voter right here. Not going to bother. And then it's just it's just a, a litany of while attending an anti-poverty Harper's baseball trip hit taxpayers with a forty-five thousand dollar tab. The Prime Minister's office did not offer an explanation about the role of these staffers on the trip. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's yep. just you know. It's- I know, I know. It's listen. They only have a set number of set plays, and they recycle them constantly. Rumor, Roper spends too much. He's an embarrassment. He's corrupt, and he's either and he's either like trying to kill you or get your kids hooked on drugs. <laughs> It, it's absurd that they just keep rolling out the thing. This is how much money he spent. 
I'm sorry, and programs cost money. Every single program that we have costs money. And the ones that you want to cut still cost money. Yeah. And when you cut a social program, like the child care, $10 a day daycare that they want to cut, that will cost society exponentially more money. Mm-hmm. Cutting uh, health care costs us more money mm-hmm. because somebody is now out of the working capitalist system because they're sick and they can't get the care they need to get back into the machine and be a good gear and turn a cog. They, like they just keep biting off their nose despite their own damn face. I just, it's just, I, I want to slap people. I don't, I don't do it, but I want to slap people and just grab them by the, the shirt collar and slap them a couple of times and go, what the hell are you doing? What planet are you living on? Preventative care is cheaper in the long run. Health care is cheaper when everybody has it. Pharmacare is cheaper when people have access to the medication that they need to get better. Yep. Paid time off when you're sick saves a hell of a lot more money in any company. Because yep. if I show up sick and get five other people or two other or even one other person sick, now they have to stay home. Yep. It costs less money to do the right thing. But they refuse to do that because they only see the upfront costs. They do not see the long-term payoff because they refuse to look past the end of their nose that they want to bite off to spite their own face. It's just, ah, the mental gymnastics. Some days, man. It's like I'm getting a headache just thinking about this shit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had... I... Trust me. Um, and then, of course, you talked a little bit about Michelle, who thought it was Christmas when the Democracy Watch thing came on. Mm. Had a little video and everything, and um, hands clapping. And apparently, she felt the need to ask the public to help circulate that message because apparently there was some type of Trudeau media ban that was affecting the circulation of that news that was sort of slipped somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. The member for Oklahoma boxed wine. I just. And as I said yesterday, look, a lot of people are saying she was probably drunk when she did it. And I'm like, whether she was or she wasn't, it's neither here nor there. I don't want to see people making hay. If she, if she has a, an alcohol abuse program, a problem or a substance abuse problem or, or a, you know, I don't want to see people making fun of her for that because I think that's, that's not helping anybody. If that's the case, I don't know that that's the case. I, I'm not even trying to, to, to pretend that it is, but if it was, I, I really don't like it when people keep saying, oh, she's drunk again, she's on her box. I'm like, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. You're tearing somebody down. T- tearing somebody down does not make you look better. And look, I'm guilty of that too. I am. Mm-hmm. I've done it. I know I'll do it in the future. I, I don't like to do it. And when I catch myself doing it, I try and stop back up and make amends. Because tearing others down does not make you look any better and does not help your cause. And if this person has an alcohol problem, let's get them help. I don't know that they do. Again, I don't know that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to assume that, that that's the case. But people are always, and I say people, the general public, and largely most people on the left of the spectrum, uh, 
are really using something, uh, an ammunition in the worst possible way. And, mm. and you're right about that, Ree. It's a sexist comment in some ways. Box wine is generally an insult towards women. And I, I don't care for it. You don't make fun of somebody if they have an addiction. It's not cool. You're not scoring points with me. You're not scoring points, period. But making fun of an addiction, and again, I don't know that she has one. But people are trying to use it to make fun of her. And I, no, I don't care for that. No, that's not political. That's personal. And even though she may personally attack her political opponents, I don't think we should be doing that. That's just me. Huh? I mean, you know, people suffer. And, and, and making fun of somebody's suffering or, or, or making fun of somebody's problem or not problem, again, we don't know that. I just don't care for it. I don't care for it. And, and even though... <laughs> okay, that's funny. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, PNC Bio, for, for injecting a bit of humor into there. I needed that. You yelled at those poor truckers, and all they wanted to do was honk peacefully. I, I, think, I think we, you know, if, if we want to have a better, fair, and just society that we always talk about, we have to start treating each other better. Now, I'm still going to insist that you punch Nazis. Because they just they just don't get it. They don't want a, a certain portion of the population to exist. In other words, if you if you don't look like me, they don't want you to exist. That's what Nazism is. I mean, we all learned about the final solution in school, but suddenly people seem to have forgotten about that. And can we talk about as you know, Dean and, and Locke got into it on their show yesterday. I know you were trying to be a part of it, but weren't able to. This sudden backlash during Pride Month that's just brought the hate out of the woodwork. Like, where has that come from? What, what's going on there? I just, I don't understand where all of a sudden people feel emboldened to <sighs> hate people for who they love. Where does that come from? What, what, is, what is that all about? It, it, it really, it's really troubling to me. It's heartbreaking. You know, we've come a long way as society, and now there's a group of people who seem to want to take us back. Look, there you go. Acceptance is down 7% for the first time in 20 years. I just don't know. Hmm. It's it's um it's troubling, it's heartbreaking, and, and we need to do better. And yeah, there are gonna be days when I'm gonna get mad and yell at people because it's my frustration coming out, my inability to control my emotions. Sometimes sometimes it's good to let those uh, emotions out if they're constructive. If they're destructive, well, that's just that doesn't help anybody. But if we're being constructive, I think we can be helpful. And I think that's about all I got to say today. Okay. 
Um, yesterday was National Indigenous Persons Day, and there were a lot of things that happened. Um, the Prime Minister and the Governor General raised the survivor's flag on Parliament Hill mm. yesterday. Um, and I do not know why all the notes have disappeared yet again. Oh, that sucks, dude. I hate when that happens. <sighs> I... Computer just borked. When the computer borks, it really does mess with your day, doesn't it? Unbelievable. Well, look at it, look at it this way, sir. Here's the thing. Look at it this way. We've got you in 1080p high definition and full <laughs> high-quality audio today. So let's let's rejoice at that. That's a win. Let's take that as a win, shall we? I see right, that as a win. I'll go from memory. Uh, did I anger? Did I anger a tech witch? <laughs> it seems so. I just put, I just spent the last hour and a half before the show putting the notes together. Oh no. Uh. <sighs> okay. Um. So, yes, uh, the survivor's flag was raised on the hill, um, as well the first memorial to missing and murdered indigenous women and girls um, east of Winnipeg was finally unveiled. I believe it was on Whitefish Lake, Whitefish River, First Nation, uh, I think in northern Ontario. It's a large red granite monument uh, with... Um, sort of like a gap in the middle to represent the missing. and It's in a circle, um, which represents, of course, the continuity of life. Um, there is a second monument that is planned for Kenora that will be unveiled in uh, September. Um, it's a place for people to go to commemorate because they're missing. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. where do you go to commemorate? Where do you go to remember? Where do you go? So it's very important, and it's one of uh, about 100 commemoration projects throughout uh, the country uh, that are going to be funded by the federal government as a result of the inquiry and the report into missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls. Um, and then the big thing that happened yesterday is that uh, the government unveiled a plan of action to implement uh, the UNDRIP, which is the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People, I think, or Indigenous yes. Persons. I'm not sure which one it is. I think it was, I think it was people. Yeah, um, which was uh, signed on to by the federal government about seven years ago, and then two years ago in Parliament we passed the UNDA, the United Nations Declaration Act, um, that basically had in that legislation the government having two years to come up with an action plan to implement it. That was two years to the day yesterday. Um, so David Limity came out to announce that um, 100 and about 181 measures have been adopted and uh, that it's a in his mind, um, quote, it's a living, living evergreen roadmap that will continue to evolve in consultation and cooperation and co-development with Indigenous peoples. It will help to set a better, healthier, more equitable course that benefits all Indigenous peoples from coast to coast to coast. Now, this is the plan of action that was had a first draft unveiled uh, in oh, no. about... Um, 
in April, I think it was at an AFN conference, and mm. was met with uh, some skepticism. Uh, but uh, according to Justice Minister Lametti, he had always presented this as a just a first draft to respond to that was imperfect, that things were definitely missing, and that he was there to get that. Well, in just the space of two months, about 80 measures were added to what they had going in. Um, and uh, the representative from the AFN who had that file was there at the unveiling. Um, so it seems that uh, the Justice Minister did do a relatively good job at uh, getting some buy-in, which is, a, you know, it, it, it's very essential. Um, so he's um, uh, talking about doing things in, in collaboration and in walking the path together. Uh, and uh, I, will, I was hoping to have some clips there. I'm just looking for them for you. But um, I am really, 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 really happy that stuff like mm -hmm. this has been happening. And there's been more stuff in the news. Uh, I haven't been reporting on all of them, but there have been certain uh, places, I believe it was in uh, BC, that uh, signed uh, official treaties where there was not one before. So modern New Day ones. And mm -hmm. there is another place in northern Ontario where there was... Um, a treaty signed long ago that uh, the government would pay the people on the land for exploiting the resources on their land. And then sometime long, long ago, they capped that uh, dividend at $4 per person per year. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of resolved. And I think it's uh, $10 billion. Yeah. $4 per person per year. That might get you a cup of coffee. Yikes! You like know, you can get a black coffee, plain old black poured, you know, drip. Not, but if we, if you'd like, I don't know, a cafe au lait or a latte or you know, cappuccino. No, you you don't even have enough money for that. Yeah. So, um, you know, these things need to be resolved, and they are not going to be resolved without money. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, uh, you know, there's a. A lot of people that made the comment uh, that um, you're not serious about reconciliation mm -hmm. until you're willing to pay for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The logic is unassailable. <laughs> it really now, is. Um, yeah. Now, um, I do have some uh, reaction from... Um, representatives of the three uh, major, I don't know what, I know there's a specific word for it and I, it's escaping me now. Mm. So I'm going to say the three major groups, but I know that's not it. Right. Uh, First Nation, Indigenous, and Métis. There's, there's a specific mm -hmm. term about, by having to say that you, because there are three specific peoples, you know, and everybody just says Indigenous, but you know, each one of them has their cultures and their traditions, and each one of them has an independent relationship with the crown in their own right. That's very important to understand constitutionally. Oh, yes. So uh, that's why you always see responses from the three. Mm -hmm. So you're going to see three people. You're going to see Rosanna Archibald. You're going to see somebody that you know if you follow the show, Cassidy Karan. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see Natan Obed. 
All right, Mr. Grizzly. Culture to natural resources and the environment. I want you to know that not 100% of First Nations are in agreement with the UNDA. Uh, some are even in disagreement with the UNDRIP itself because it doesn't honor, honor the, the sovereignty of First Nations, that sovereignty that was required to enter into treaties uh, that settle this country. However, the majority of First Nations have supported this process. As an evolving document and through Canada's obligation to consult and cooperate with Indigenous peoples, the action plan will continue to develop over time. We will continue to participate, advocate for the Métis Nation, and ensure that the spirit of the United Nations Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous Peoples is upheld throughout all areas of our work. As an equal partner that intends to continue to participate in this process in a nation-to-nation, government-to-government manner, we are calling on Canada to continue to do the same. Implementation of this action plan will require active leadership and engagement by Indigenous rights holders and all federal ministers, as well as the development of a more systematic approach to aligning Canada's laws with the UN Declaration in consultation and cooperation with Inuit and other Indigenous peoples and other federal ministers. The rights affirmed by the UN Declaration can only be implemented if they're interpreted as legal rights and implemented and enforced accordingly. Our rights are not second-class rights and deserve the same protection as the rights of other Canadians. There you go. Um, and again, I keep on saying it, Cassidy Karan. Mm-hmm. Man, she's got it together. Yeah, I just, I noticed. So poised. I noticed that, uh, so the, the auto closed captions sometimes get things wrong. She right. said Métis Nation and it said BT Nation. And I'm like, that's a huge <laughs> mistake. Oops. I can understand how, the, how the, the algorithm would have heard BT Nation and not Métis Nation, you know, if yeah. it's not crystal clear. But yikes, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, what we call a major slip up. Actually, yep, yep. We, we we call it a major f up, but I'm trying not to I'm trying not to drop the f bomb if I don't need to, and that's not necessary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is this is very very big, and um, the first action, of course, is making sure that our laws are now conform. So it's this one's going that part's going to take more time um, because it affects I think about 30 different departments and agencies. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is a big move, but it's, it's an important one and it's one that's needed. So um, I'm personally very glad to see that it happened. And uh, yesterday was a great day to be able to announce it. Oh yeah. Let's say, yeah. yeah. Um, there have been two other pieces of legislation that have passed because as you know, we're getting close to the end of the session and therefore, well, that means, you know, <laughs> you got to try to get uh, the bills passed to make sure that they're enshrined before uh, you know you come back for the next session. And uh, one of them is uh, from a, a minister that uh, I personally have a lot of um, time for, which is a minister Karina Gould, who is mm -hmm. the minister, uh, I believe, of uh, families, children, and social development. Um, if there's a shuffle, she deserves a big promotion. I'm just saying that. Um, but they have passed the law to uh, enshrine the principles of Canada-wide early learning and child care system into law. 
So the National Child Care Program mm -hmm. is now, the principles that are behind it are now enshrined into law, which makes it much harder for a future government to destroy the program because That's we have a leader of opposition that has openly mm -hmm. stated that he seeks to destroy the program. Yeah, he makes no 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 bones about it. He, he's mm -hmm. quite quite verbal about it. Yep. So uh, according to uh, the Canada.ca site, site um, government introduced an act uh, to respecting early learning and childcare. Sorry, that's really weirdly written. So I'm just going to go to the next <laughs> sentence. Uh, if passed, the bill would enshrine the principles of a Canada-wide early learning and childcare system into federal law. This bill marks an historic milestone in the government's commitment to ensuring families in Canada have enduring access to affordable, inclusive, and high-quality early learning and childcare. This includes a commitment to maintain long-term federal funding for provinces, territories, and Indigenous peoples to support the provision of early learning and childcare under a Canada-wide system. So basically, it, again, it's uh, one of these architecture bills that makes sure that there's a framework that keeps this stuff in place. It also enshrines in law a National Advisory Council on Early Learning and Child Care. The role of this recently announced council would be to provide third-party expert advice to the Government of Canada and serve as a forum for engagement on issues and challenges facing the early learning and child care system. So that's why I mean, these types of bills, they, they, they build some accountability measures in, into them and you know, to make sure that you're getting the best, uh, the best information. So that passed. And then yesterday in the Senate, finally, Bill C-22, the Canada Disability Benefit. Oh, yes. It did. It finally passed. It looked like <sighs> the Senate, the Senate was uh, proposed five or six amendments uh, and the government accepted five of them, but the one that they did not accept uh, because apparently it would create a constitutional problem was uh, an amendment that would prevent provinces from clawing back portions, which you would love to see in the bill. Yes. But that creates yeah. an avenue for a constitutional challenge that the provinces will probably win because they do have clawback authority on everything else. So, so you know that you know that uh, there will be provinces that are run by mm, individuals of a certain party stripe who will damn well do that. Yep. You know they're. You know they will. You know they will. Uh, but the federal government's bill to implement a new Canada disability benefit passed Parliament on Tuesday. This is according to Rachel Aiello at uh, CTV. Bill C twenty two from Minister of Employment, Workforce and Development and Disability Inclusion Carla. Qualtro proposes to create a federal income supplement for low-income working-age people with disabilities modeled after the guaranteed income supplement. Um, there's been pressure on the federal liberals to make good on this commitment for years after a previous version of the bill died in the House with the call of the last federal election. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, Qualtro has billed this proposal as an important part of Canada's social safety net and a game-changer that would benefit hundreds of thousands of people with disabilities. It still remains unspecified how much money they would be offered. Um, which is, again, this is what people want to know. Why are... <sighs> They've been waiting so long, and then the bill died, then you had an election, that you won. I won't say barely, but it was it was a slim. It slim. was close, 
which means that benefit could have been non-existent because you know the other party certainly wouldn't have brought it in. Well, and, and, now and how many it. people have, have, have suffered between then and now, yes. right? And suffered right. and died. Yes, yes. And then you get all of this process, and that's it. It's finally passed, but we still can't tell you how much. It's like the PR guy in me is going, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> I'm not a PR guy. You should have figured that thing. out. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so it was the first bill, and this is why I'm saying that this has taken a long time. It was the first bill debated at the start of the fall sitting and passed the House in February in the months since the Senate has had its hands in the bill, ultimately making a handful of amendments. There are lots of bills that pass way faster than this when they need to. Yeah. How quickly did we get served to people? Mm-hmm. Like that was an unbelievable uh, like they moved mountains to make that happen and they did it so fast. Not everybody got money. I realized that. Um, but they were able to help the vast majority of people. Mm-hmm. And then there was people who got money that shouldn't, but they knew that they knew that was going to happen and said, look, we can do one of two things. We can pick apart this and you qualify, you don't qualify. Look, let's just make a basic qualification list and get money to everybody. Mm-hmm. And we'll fix it later. But right now, people can't work. We need to get the money so that they can keep a roof over their head and food on their table. Yeah. And that's what you do. Whereas yeah. Skippy didn't believe in, we don't believe in these big programs. We're conservatives. Basically, sink or swim, you're on your own. You're in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. The Titanic has just gone down. You don't have a life preserver. You don't have a door to float on. And there's no lifeboat coming for you. You're on your own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, um, the clawback thing um just to be more precise it isn't clawback by the provincial governments in this case it's um clawbacks by private insurance companies because the province has the jurisdiction over the regulation of the insurance industry so in other words if there's going to be some type of law preventing those clawbacks they have to be passed by the provincial governments okay and not by the federal because it's not their jurisdiction. So that's where the constitutional challenge would come from. Uh, Time will tell how this private insurance loophole may be exploited. If and when it is, Parliament will have a second chance to correct it, but it will come at the expense of the disabled community who will be made to suffer because the government failed to act courageously at the outset, said the senators in a joint statement. Um, yeah, but if you put that thing in and then it gets challenged and then the legislation or the start of the program gets held up for another five to six to seven years. Somebody said something or wrote something that I read earlier this morning. Or was it last night? I don't know. I read it recently. ODSP, you know what it stands for? Ontario Death Sentence Program. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Senator Brent Cotter said before the vote that as much as he would like to include protections against future clawbacks, doing so would likely be unconstitutional. Quote, whether we like it or not, and I don't, the no clawbacks clause has within it the seed of an almighty constitutional fight, which Ottawa would assuredly lose. I'm not happy with that outcome. I'm as concerned about the stories that you have heard that I have heard as anybody, but there are limits to what we can do. Indeed, we have an obligation to respect those limits, whether we like it or not. 
Last week, 10 national disability organizations called on senators to pass BLC 22 immediately, noting the limited time left in Parliament before the summer break and the fact that people with disabilities make up 40% of Canada's low-income population. Mm. (sighs) Yes. The transformative law begins to close a gaping hole in Canada's social safety net, offering persons with disabilities greater financial security, more choice, freedom, and dignity to live inclusive lives in the community, said Inclusion Canada in a statement on Tuesday. So I think it's being well-received overall because, I mean, if this took this long, I'm suspecting that there was lots of consultation, but there was lots of dragging of heels in Parliament as well here on this one and i don't really understand why i I don't know Uh, you know well i'll give you a i'll give you a a scenario here uh one that i have encountered in real life where somebody was like well what if they uh we give them more money and they just spend it on uh alcohol and cigarettes yeah so what well that's that's not right aren't you the freedom crowd well, well, we believe in freedom, but you're going to take somebody's freedom away when you give them money. You want to tell them how they have to spend it. I don't give a shit if you spend it on drugs, alcohol, pornography, chocolate bar. I don't give a shit. Just give people enough money to live on. How they spend it is their decision. I have no say in that, and mm-hmm. nor should I, because that is robbing somebody of their freedom. Mm -hmm. You have the freedom to make unwise choices. (laughs) They they want to police every aspect of your life, but we're for freedom. I want to bring home powerful paychecks and bring home freedom. But don't you dare spend that welfare money on cigarettes or alcohol. Small government give you back control of your life. Wait a second. As I keep on saying, Freedom to live as I tell you to. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's mm. all it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are we doing on time, Mr. Grizzly? We got a wrap, but I have the video. I have the video clip of the House of Commons moment of silence. Oh, please do. This is... Uh... Skippy being a dick. Yep. Here we go. Understand that there is an agreement to observe a moment of silence to commemorate National Indigenous Peoples Day and mark the discovery of the remains of 215 children at a former residential school in Kamloops. Pay attention. Look at him. Let me just back it up for a second. 215 children at a former residential school in Kamloops. Watch. Everybody will bow their head. Almost everybody. There's a few that don't. But look at him. He's staring directly at the Prime Minister. There's the moment of silence. They, they just kill the mic feed to, to cancel the sound of dead air. Yeah, Prime Minister's head's bowed. Yeah, there's a couple of people, though, that aren't. Uh, there's one right yeah. there. Um, the next, gentleman next to the Prime Minister, I don't know, does he have a neck issue? Because he's not really bowed. But you look over here. You can see. Look at him. Just staring at the PM. Why is that? Why? What is this weird? Oh, oh, oh he bowed his head for a second. Oh, uh, no, no, it's back up. Now he's looking at the speaker. No, he was just checking out his shoes. Yeah. Like, 
Now you know that uh, all the they're gonna look. Like, see, free like I said, both sides, right? If yeah, you yeah. see this gentleman right here, so I, I'm, yeah. I'm just looking around. I'm not saying, yeah, no. Look, I'm not just gonna pinpoint Skippy here. There are liberals on but the other side of the one, aisle that are, but the but difference only, is there's there's only four other people in that entire house mm-hmm. that aspire to be prime minister. That's right. And only one of them is not observing. He's the leader of the loyal opposition, and he is not observing. And it's not like he doesn't have a track record on this file. No. Merci. On the day of the apology. Oral questions, question, the honorable leader of the opposition. Then he gets a standing ovation when you call him out. Marking seals. It's like he was just standing waiting for his, like, let's get this over so I can have my moment. Yes. Yeah. Because on the day of the official apology to the na- from the nation, right, he went off to CFRA and made that comment about indigenous people needing a stronger work ethic and how he was pissed off that we weren't getting value for money for tort settlements, which you're not supposed to get any value for tort settlements. You done fucked up, so you're paying. You don't get any value for money from that. The value for money you're supposed to be getting is that you learn not to fuck up again. <laughs> So you don't get sued for tort again. Uh, but then on the day of the papal apology, well, that's the day that, well, he and PM Voldemort arranged to do his, uh, I'm endorsing Pierre Poliver yeah. for leader. So let's just have a little counter-programming so that, you know, our conservative fans don't need to watch the Pope apologizing for what uh, the church did. Mm-hmm. Because we can't let these church people see the Pope apologizing for something the church did wrong. We need to give them some counter-programming so that the, their fifis can't be hurt. It's just, he's got a track yeah. record, this guy. Oh, yeah. uh, so there's no benefit of doubt. That's what I mean, you know, because, oh, well, you know, I was distracted. No, you have a track record. This is who you are. Yeah. This is who you are. Again, oh. don't vote for assholes. Don't vote for assholes. We'll wrap it up, but uh, tomorrow we should discuss uh, the bombshells that uh, David Wallace has been dropping over the last couple of days. And he was on James' show last night. Did you catch Black Ball last night? No, no. I, I got back off the bus and I was immediately on stage. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I That's right. I forgot. You're still, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, you're yeah. still in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Last week of shows. Yeah. So. Last week. So, yeah. Well, it, when you get a chance, check it out. Um, they go over it. I mean, I know you're already fully ensconced in it, but uh, we well, have Scott, to. Uh, I, I got like a bit of a pre-scoop because yes. I happened to like, as I was going to renew my health card because just I had a birthday recently, I just happened to bump into him at the Rio Center and we chatted and was like, oh man, no, don't tell me you got more bad news. <laughs> yeah. Why? But, but I think it's I think it's important that we address it. I think it's important that we let people know that as we say, facts first, always the truth. We're 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 left of center. We don't make a, s- a secret about that. But we're going to hold everybody to account to the same degree, the same. You know, the bar is here, and you have to be held to that. And if you're not, then we're not doing our job. No, I, I know that, and it's it, but it's one of those things. I, I don't know if I want to do it without him here because that's as I keep on telling people, I'm not Pollyannish. I have my eyes right. wide open, right? And as I keep on saying, you know, there's a certain amount of greasiness if you want a democracy that is going to happen. That you can't, you can't be such a puritan. It's going to happen. That's the price you pay for democracy. Eyes wide open. I get it. 
Okay. But my mind does not work in certain ways. I know. And this it is just does not. And this is, so, this is really, and crazy. his does. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, so I don't want to freelance this one. So when we, I, I, if we can't get him on tomorrow specifically, I probably won't go into it tomorrow. Okay. I've got nothing of my own to contribute to this. Uh, so other than as he's going to be telling us stuff, uh, asking questions that may like, isn't this weird or something? Mm-hmm. Because th- this is a terrain I have no experience with. Right. Right. Anything okay. that's like underground. I, well, I just I just wanted to let everybody know that it, it's not uh, outside of our sphere. Uh, we are paying attention to it, and we will address it. Oh, yeah. While I, I was talking to him I, in there, I asked, you know, so, okay, we need to have you come on. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's no doubt about that. It's just you have to understand that there are certain stories. Sometimes they come out, and I do not address them the next day because I think there's maybe something a little more. Yes, and I yeah. just it's. And I don't want to do just the hot take. No, we don't want to sensationalize things. We don't want to do the hot take. We want to be uh, as versed on the, the subject matter as we can possibly be. Yeah. So we can discuss it, discern it, and, and get it back to everybody. So sometimes we come in one or two days later, you know, two days later with something. But yeah. uh, don't don't worry. We, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so I, I do want to uh, I do want to share this with you. Uh, let's end on a super happy, positive note. Okay. This... Um, just came across my feed and why I didn't know about this a couple of days ago because it's dated June 17th mm-hmm. opening ceremony of the uh, Special Olympic World Games in Berlin yes yes all 138 members of uh, Special Olympics Team Canada proudly walked into Olympic Stadium to a massive crowd of cheering fans they've been dreaming of this moment and absolutely lived up to the hype ah uh. Why wasn't, why didn't I know about that sooner? Neither did I. That's four days ago, five days ago. Right. I'm just learning about it now. Right. So right. that's, I'm just clicking on the follow link. Go right Team now. Canada. Whoops, I turned off my Oops. camera. <laughs> Hit the wrong button. I became an at symbol for a bit. <laughs> I'm, because I'm where it's at, baby. I'm where it's at. Yeah, yeah. I know where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to wrap. I got to get the. Oh shit! I got to get into the office. Okay, so let's uh, do a speed through. All right, kids and cubs, we hope that you enjoyed this episode because we loved making it for you. Democracy is something that you do, so donate to the Red Cross. If you really like this podcast, you can find us at the Cryer Media Network as well as all Beaver Grizzly platforms. Stars and reviews are appreciated. Please, yes, more coffee. Absolutely, bring it on. We love to hear from you. True North Eager Beaver on Facebook. Uh, at True Eager on Twitter, True North Eager Beaver at gmail.com, podpage.com slash the True North Eager Beaver, lowercase letters with a hyphen between each one of those words is where you go for us to come to you when we have something fresh off the bandwidth. That little squiggly right there, QR code is the one you click and uh, or you scan and that'll bring you there. Uh, subscribe to our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube channel. Smash that button as Kit Elaine says, like and subscribe. We need that, please. We can't do this without your kind and generous support. So that little squiggly by Mr. Grizzly's head, it brings you to our emergency hydration fund at coffee, ko-fi.com slash eager beaver. Say hello to our staff, Cafe Caesar, all the, all the boys and all the girls. Uh, yes, they help us get this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, get the show made for you from the Beaver Lodge. This is your eager Beaver saying. Until next time, dear kids, it could be a tough world out there, so please be kind to and gentle with yourself, Mister Grizzly. Words of wisdom. 
Well, uh, I'm going to say this. Uh, vote in every single election, every single time, no matter what. Always vote. Please make an informed decision. And if you, and if you do vote for conservatives, I hope you're doing it uh, not out of spite, not out of anger, but because you feel that that member of parliament representative in your riding or provincial parliament or legislature, legislative assembly is the best possible candidate for you because we do not elect a prime minister. We elect a parliament. And it's important mm-hmm. that people know this. Now, I know there's no elections coming up in the near future, but I just felt we just had a by-election and it's important to note this. We do have one. Advanced polling, I believe, is open oh, Toronto. in the Toronto mayoral by election. That's right. What am I saying? Yeah. Vote, Make vote, an informed vote. decision. And don't it's not about it's not about favorites. It's about who's going to do the best for your community. Yeah, Kit Dan T would tell you that. Oh, and a quick programming note. We will not be able to do the podcast on the twenty fifth. No, no. As uh, planned. Uh, we had planned it and we apologized. Um, sometimes life, right? <laughs> I thought we had planned it for the Sunday, actually, uh, because I'm still on stage on the Saturday. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I can't, I can't do a Sunday. It's just, it's that's too much. Yeah. I got, yeah. So, but we, we, but, we're going to do a Canada Day show instead. Yeah, we'll do a Canada Day special for you. So uh, we're still working on some details, but uh, we'll have something there. All right. Okay, Mr. Grizzly, roll the credits. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, Hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. I don't know why like the music speeds up at the end. It's supposed to go right through to, to the very end. It's like it speeds up and then we have two seconds of silence on the screen. I'm like, ah, I don't know. And you know what? It's a tremendous amount of work to go in and edit it. You have no idea. It, it took me a few hours to put the opening clip together and the closing clip. I, I've probably got about 12 hours invested in, in creating that. Cause it's, it's a, editing is a, anyway. Yep. Story. Indeed. Indeed. Um, just a thank you before we go to, uh, I believe it was Kit Sedeka who uh, sent us a little love. Oh, yeah. So, uh, oh, you want me to push this up on the screen there? Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Thank you so much. Go buy some pretty rainbow wine. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. <laughs> All right. Have a great day. See you later. Thank you.
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have faults. He had the same amount of faults as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.